0: How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, Hey, it's Alyssa with the teacher hustle podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know, that one thing you can't stop talking about, we are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. One year ago today, I launched Teacher Hustle University, my membership program for the very first time. I remember it was Easter Sunday because I was eating all the peeps in the house because I was so nervous. I was launching for the very first time to my beta group. I was brand spanking new. And so I thought it would be cool to do an anniversary episode where I kind of walk you through the behind the scenes, what I was thinking, putting this together, how I did it the lessons I've learned along the way. So whether you're thinking of starting a membership yourself and you want to know what that looks like and where sort of my thoughts were when I was making all of these decisions, this will be great for you. Or if you're just wondering how a membership works or if that's something you might want to do down the line, or if you are thinking about creating a course down the line, really in general, this episode is going to give you some tips for kind of how to start it up, how to launch it, How to put something out to the world when it's not perfect? Because I really launched this membership before I even knew it was going to be a membership, first of all, and I launched it completely imperfectly. And out of all the things that maybe I would change, the number one thing that I wouldn't change is putting it out there before it was completely ready. So this is the episode for you if you've been sitting on something that isn't perfection and you're waiting for it to be perfect, because I think one of the best lessons I learned was that it was okay to put it out there even though it wasn't perfect. I hope you enjoy this episode, and if Teacher Hustle University sounds like a great place for you and you are interested in becoming a THU crew member... I have opened the doors early to Teacher Hustle University. I was going to do an anniversary launch sort of toward the end of April, but with everything going on right now, so many of you have been asking me when the doors are going to open that I decided I would just sort of open them for anybody who is interested in working on their business strategy now. You wanna work on your marketing strategy and get your business built while you have some time to do that and to get ahead and to meet the demand of what teachers need right now this is a great time to build your business. So if this feels like the right time for you to join Teacher Hustle University, the doors are open this week at the time of the recording of this podcast. They are open this week and you have an invitation to join. It is not a crazy launch. There is no webinar. There is no video series. It's just simply the doors are open and we would love to have you inside if you've been following along and you think the time is right. So we hope to see you over there and you can join at alyssamcdonaldcom framework. But either way, Enjoy today's episode all about how I launched my membership this past year. February 2019 was when I first decided I wanted to help teacher business owners with their marketing. And I just recorded a podcast episode about this decision a few episodes back Uh, where I kind of told the whole long story about this. But the really short story is that I had been coaching local businesses and managing social media accounts for local businesses, all in an effort to try to help them bring their business online in a way that would keep with their small town values. And after doing this for a while, it dawned on me that I could be helping teachers with this same sort of thing because teachers are very similar to local businesses. They are often solopreneurs. They are small businesses at heart. And I'm a teacher too, so there was that. And I figured this was kind of the perfect match. And when I had this idea to help teacher business owners, I immediately knew the model I wanted to use to deliver the information was going to be either a course or a membership. I honestly couldn't decide On which one. I knew I didn't have time for something like a one to one coaching model because I was already doing that with local businesses. And it's really hard to do that when you work full time and you have toddlers because I only had a certain number of hours in the day and they were often in the evenings. But I knew I had a ton of valuable information to give and I knew I wanted to organize it in a way that would cut down on teachers' to-do lists. I wanted to help teacher business owners create a lean and simple and profitable business without all the headache and spinning around trying to figure out this whole marketing thing. So I started really listening into what teacher business owners were asking for, and many of them were looking to make a monthly income they could count on with an online business, whether that meant it was in addition to their teaching income or it was even going to replace their teaching income or they were going to go on an extended maternity leave and they wanted to add that extra income. They just wanted the income, no matter which way they wanted it or how much of it they wanted, they wanted it to be coming in steadily, something they could count on. And they also seemed really overwhelmed by all the things marketing, email, and blogging, and Pinterest, and content strategy. What am I supposed to say, right? And Instagram, and Facebook, and all the newest trends on all of those platforms. And then there was the actual product creation and the logistics of optimizing listings on a marketplace like Teachers Pay Teachers or on Etsy. They wanted to know how to do all of this effectively, how to stand out among the crowd, but they didn't want to sacrifice their time with their family or friends, uh, you know, the spare time they actually had, or they didn't want to sacrifice just spending tons of time on marketing rather than spending time on parts of the business that they really loved, which was usually ultimately creating the products or sometimes even creating the content that they wanted to post online to share their ideas and knowledge. A lot of teachers really like doing that. So they wanted to be spending more time in the creative part of their business and less time on the marketing part. They also wanted a business that was passive, something that could be built up and then would run on its own if they needed to take a break or they were on vacation or they were having a rough week or whatever. And I knew after listening that this was something I could help with. It was something I was already doing, but just with local businesses. And so what I... I, did, I didn't I did know a lot about what I was going to do or like what my plan of action was at the time, but I did know because I am the sort of person that's very project manager-like. If I am working with a group, I'm the one who will step up and say, we need to do this, this, and this in this order. I like to put things in an orderly way. So the first thing I knew I wanted to do was create some sort of roadmap for teachers, What seemed to be missing for everyone was just this whole foundational set of uh, solid understanding of marketing, this strong core understanding of the principles of a good online marketing plan, one that was organized and simple and made sense from a philosophical standpoint so that they actually could make decisions around that for their business with confidence, something that didn't leave them feeling like they were constantly running on empty or looking for answers, looking for the answer. I knew that I needed to give them some sort of blueprint framework. I didn't know what I was going to call it, but just some sort of path they could follow to build their foundation in marketing. And I wanted to give them that core That core understanding of platforms and content types and help them build their content marketing strategy and build their business from that point. And at first, I thought, well, that sounds like a course, right? A roadmap. I started mapping out exactly what that was going to look like. I got my sticky notes out and I mapped out which modules I would have in the course. And then somewhere along the line, somewhere when I was outlining all that, I realized that I really can't create a course on this. Marketing changes so often, so often. There was no way I could tell them that they had to be on certain platforms or that those certain flat platforms were part of a core foundation because. Who even knows if that platform is going to exist in a few years? Is it going to be popular? What is going to be the popular marketing strategy down the road? I mean, I have a hunch at what's going to be long lasting, but I can't predict that. And even within the platforms that I would suggest, things are constantly, constantly changing. So I knew I didn't want to do a course in marketing. I wanted teachers to have something that could grow with their business and could be updated regularly to reflect these changes, but still had the same core principles, right? So no matter what platform it w- you were on, you would still be able to apply these same principles. So from listening in to teacher business owners, I also knew they needed something in addition to just the training, just the coursework. I knew they needed accountability. They needed someone to hold them accountable. They needed people to celebrate with on the good days and people to lift them up on the bad days. And I, at the time, belonged to a couple of memberships. So I started exploring that, the idea of creating a membership. And that felt like a perfect fit. It was very different than anything I had seen in kind of like the teacher Uh, world. Um, I know there are a few memberships out there, but I hadn't really seen one like this that had to do with marketing. And uh, I knew that it was going to be the perfect solution. And if you have not joined a membership or heard of a membership, seen a membership in action, welcome to the amazing world of memberships. Um, Like I said, I'm part of a couple myself. I will probably be there for life because I just love being in the know. I love having the updated information. I love the way that memberships feel like a living, breathing thing. They don't get stale. They don't go sit on your digital bookshelf. They are constantly moving and growing and and evolving uh, and changing. I just love the memberships that I belong to. You know, the thing is that they blend content and community and coaching to have this sort of perfect mix of everything you need to complete the task at hand. And they can work for all different niches. So I know I'm talking about my membership in marketing, but there you could have a membership for anything, any topic, any niche where you want to be delivering this combination of training and, um, fostering that community and being there as a coach and kind of making sure that everything is updating, updated and changing. And so if you've been thinking about starting a membership of your own, I'm hoping this podcast episode will help you kind of iron out what your membership might look like. Or even if you're not thinking of starting one on your own, it might just give you a nice big picture visualization of what this could look like down the road if it's something that you wanted to try out. Here's how I decided decided to set mine up. I wanted all the members to go through the same core training. I knew I needed everybody to like have the same language around marketing, right? I wanted them to kind of have that course inside of the membership. That way, they would have that common language that common philosophy and everything we did as a group could build on that core training. And right now I have five modules, but I started with four, and this is what I call the framework. It's essentially the roadmap to building out your business strategy and your marketing strategy. And it includes all of the why behind the strategies, so that the members can make decisions after they've got this core foundation in place. They can decide if something belongs in their marketing strategy or doesn't because they know the why behind everything. It also has the how to implement and the tech tutorials and all of that walks them through how to implement each step in the process and it gives them everything they need to get their marketing plan up and running and then adjust it from there, grow it, scale it, uh, diversify their income. That's the fifth module that I just added recently. When I first launched the membership, I knew it was gonna be a membership. I knew from the beginning, I can say with confidence that I always knew it was gonna be a membership, but I was not ready So I had the idea for all of this in February of 2019, and I was ready to launch in April of 2019, but I wasn't ready to launch a membership at that point. I wanted a group of teachers to just try out that core training. I wanted to make sure that was the best it could be before I added on any other layers and decided what the membership would include for monthly content, what that offer would look like, what the price was and all that. I just wanted them to go through the core training and let me know what else did they need in terms of support? What would that membership look like for them? So I sold just the framework in the beginning and I was really careful to not call it a course and to call it a framework and you can look back at some of my old Insta stories to see that uh, a lot of people did were they did kind of wonder about that language. What is a framework? How is this different than a course? And you know, eventually, when I added the membership layers, I still had to tell tell people what the benefits of a membership were, and I still do today because I think people are just not as familiar with it. Uh, so when I launched Teacher Hustle University for the first time that April of 2019. I probably had, I don't know how many followers I had on Instagram, but I would guess it was a couple hundred, and I definitely only had maybe 200 on my email list, and I had a Facebook page, but seriously, only my mom and like a few of my personal friends who had found that page were following me, so I really launched that first beta launch to almost no one, really almost no one, but I just kept showing up. I just kept putting my face out there. I was nervous. I was sweating. I didn't really know what I was doing. Honestly, to watch the videos from my first launch kind of make me makes me cringe. But I kept it really simple. And so about three weeks before I knew I was going to be ready to put this out to the world, I opened a Facebook group and I started going live in the Facebook group. I'd also go live on Instagram. I went live a lot. I think I went live every other night and that was my strategy. Just I couldn't do Facebook ads. I couldn't do a webinar. I couldn't do a video series. I couldn't do a challenge. I, I didn't have the brain space because I was just trying to get this core training up and going. And you guys know I work from like 7.30 to 9.30 every night. I was staying up until really one or two in the morning to try to get this core training recorded and scripted and really wanted to make it the best it could be. It was a lot of work, so I just didn't have the time to think about what a launch might look like. I kept it really simple and just showed up live. And sometimes on the lives, there would be only just one person or no one, and I just kept talking and it ended up being really good practice. At the time, the first couple of videos, I was so nervous. I actually scripted out the live videos word for word. And now I'm like so embarrassed to tell you that because I can't even imagine having the time to script out my live videos, but I needed to do that because I wanted to keep my thoughts clear and concise, and I was just super nervous. Slowly but surely, the viewer numbers on the live videos grew, and I was getting lots of DMs and interactions, especially on Instagram. Actually, my Instagram live videos were much more popular at the time than my Facebook live videos. People seemed really interested in what I had to offer. So in the first launch, I did a lot of talking about what the uh, modules themselves would contain. And I really thought I wanted to target TPT sellers and attract TPT sellers. So I talked about kind of the modules themselves and uh, what I thought would be the core elements of the framework. And I did realize that that was not the way to do it. And I'll talk to you in just a minute about why that was kind of not the right way, but After that first beta launch, after going live, um, launching to my list of 200, I had 22 members join the crew to try out the framework. 22 people who had never heard of me before were taking a chance on little old me who had really no following and no social proof that I had any idea what I was talking about. They just really... uh, they. They really resonated with my message and they took a chance on me and I focused on them. So for the next month, I finished creating those modules while they were going through the program. I listened to them. I asked them for their feedback. I just did laser focus on them. And then about a month later, I launched again. So really quick back to back beta launches. And again, I launched just the framework. And this time I did a five day challenge. So a little bit more than just my lives. But again, I had only grown my list by maybe another hundred or so in the meantime, and Instagram maybe by another couple hundred or so. So it was another very low-key launch, much like the first one, and then we added 12 more members. So those two original cohorts I refer to as the beta groups, remember they were just getting that framework, no membership stuff, just that core training. They will forever have a place in my heart because many of them are still active members of the crew today. They have thriving businesses. They have worked so hard. And it was in talking with them and getting their feedback that I was able to quickly adjust my target audience and the framework itself, turn it around for the next launch and have it be so much more improved and on point with what I, with what my strengths were as a coach, thanks to them and their feedback. I created a panel. So within the THU crew, Beta members, I asked maybe five of them to be part of a panel, and those girls were working their tails off. They were going through the training. I knew they were actually like trying out pieces of the training, they were showing up in a big way. And so I would DM them, I would ask some questions, I would ask their opinion on things, ask them to read my sales page over, help me with my messaging. And it, they really kind of coached me through getting my own program on point for who I wanted to talk to, and again, what my strengths were. And it was in talking with them and in talking with the other crew members that I realized a couple of really important things. First of all, I realized I wasn't actually an expert in teachers pay teachers, and it did kind of it did kind of sting when I realized that. But it was such so so life-changing for me because that was the moment where I realized that I could really target all kinds of teacher business owners, not just teachers pay teachers business owners. So I do have some great lessons and I did in the the core training right from the get-go on optimizing your TPT listing, but that's a marketing thing, right? See, I didn't notice that. I was thinking it was a TPT thing. That I'm not great with some of the other parts of TPT, like the design elements, you know, are not really my thing. The tax information makes my head spin. All that nitty gritty TPT stuff, that's not my strong point. My strong point is the marketing aspect, so making sure your listings are converting and making sure... Your store is optimized to create those regular customers, but none of those things are really isolated to TPT. They can be applied to lots of online businesses. And I kind of figured that out through working with this original crew and then was quickly able to adjust my messaging to kind of open this up to be more of a marketing plan for teacher business owners, teachers with an online business, whether it was TPT or a digital product like a course or a membership, or it was uh, somebody selling a physical product on Etsy, or they were doing freelancing or coaching, something like that. I was able to make it so that all of these people could benefit from the marketing aspect. I completely revamped my sales page to include those changes and then I removed the Teachers Pay Teachers specific content from the core training, but it was still really good content. It was training on how to write a title that would rank in search and how to optimize your listing, how to create your first digital product, because there were still teachers that were coming in to Teacher Hustle University that wanted to start a Teachers Pay Teachers store and needed some of that basic good solid marketing foundation inside the TPT marketplace to start their business outright. So I pulled that all out and I made it into its own course. And now that course is included as part of your membership. It's a bonus course, which is actually really cool. It's a great crash course on marketing inside of the TPT marketplace. So that's all thanks to my beta launch and talking to my members that I was able to adjust that. They also gave me some great information about what they needed, the support they needed to be in place in order to be successful. And so I began my journey of figuring out how I was going to build out that membership piece before the next launch. For the next launch, on top of the core training, I wanted to add some monthly deliverables. And I happened to hit these spot on. They really haven't changed much from the first launch of the actual membership. So in my membership, the teachers get two group coaching calls a month. One of them is what we call a hot seat call. So members can sign up to get some one-on-one coaching with me and the rest of the members sort of watch. And these end up being the most valuable conversations ever. They're really, we always have the best questions and conversations come up and they end up being valuable for everyone who's watching. And then the other coaching call is a giant Q&A call. Members can bring any questions uh, to the call and we go over the answers together. And I usually give updates and give a little mini training on those calls because there's always something new going on in marketing. And I always want to give them the updates. This time, the last time we talked about Pinterest and Fresh Pins, right? What everybody's talking about right now. And the THU crew, that's what I call the members, they have been loving these calls. And I polled the group recently about their favorite parts of being a member of the crew and the coaching calls were the top, aside from the framework itself, they were the top most popular uh, member benefits. And then the next favorite monthly member benefit are the done for you guides. So these are PDFs. I release them once every month to help members plan out their answer to the big question that everybody has, which is, what am I going to say online this month? What is my content plan, my content calendar for this month? So these usually have prompts for social media posts and blog posts, email subject lines, ideas for what to say online, and then they have a monthly drop, which is something that I did for them this month, something I took off their plate for the month. Sometimes it's a Canva template for an Insta story graphic or pin templates, or one month it was a blog post that was all written. They could just swipe it and substitute their own topic. I try to take something off their marketing plate that month, kind of like a virtual assistant would do. And that was the next most popular thing on the list that they loved. And so when I launched the next time after the two beta launches, I launched with the core content plus the monthly deliverables. And this time I did, I tried a video series launch. So I did a video series and then I did a webinar. Now, if you haven't been part of a video series launch before, you may have been part of one and just not really realized that's what it was. Sometimes they'll call it a training, but essentially it's three or four videos that are released one at a time or Netflix binge style, like they give them to you all at once. The videos are scripted and they're pre-recorded. You can call them a training, you can call them a video series, you can call it whatever you want, but it always follows follows a particular format. And you'll start to notice this now that I've told you that, right? Like you're gonna be like, oh, this is a video series launch. If you watch a lot of them, you're going to notice they're very similar, right down to the words that people say, because we're probably all listening to the same marketing gurus who teach how to do a video series launch, and they all tell you to kind of follow the same format. And I felt like if I wanted to be doing a video series launch that I needed to sort of follow that format, I thought I had to do a video series launch, honestly to have a successful launch because that was what all the marketing gurus were telling me to do. Seemed like that's what everybody was doing. So I did it. I downloaded the script. I followed the script for the video series. And I seriously had the worst time ever trying to pre-record these videos. I struggle with video. I tried using my fancy camera on a tripod and I kept like getting toys in the background and being in the wrong spot and tried to film it myself, right? And then I tried to have Matt do it for me and then I just kept laughing. I tried using a teleprompter. It all was so fake. It was so not me. Even the, the video series script was not me. So after I'm ashamed to say like after hours of trying to make these videos, I finally took out my laptop and I was like, this is it. I'm just going to sit here in my computer chair and record them with my webcam. And they didn't look great. Um, but they did feel more me when I was sitting in front of my computer camera, rather than trying to make it look like it was produced when it really wasn't. And I hated, uh, I did hate following that script it didn't feel like me it felt fluffy it didn't feel like i was providing any real value so i put those videos out to the world but i was honestly kind of embarrassed i didn't feel authentic i wasn't very into those videos but even with those videos that i didn't love the webinar turnout that time was great And the webinar itself felt much more me. It was live. I didn't follow a script. I just did an outline. We ended up adding 40 new members at launch, and it was the biggest launch I had had yet. And I was thrilled, just thrilled. The group was growing, and that group of 40 members, that cohort, really kicked the community into high gear. The crew was becoming this real thing, and being a part of the community felt great, and somehow... Somehow in all that work that I'd done to really focus on my messaging and which kind of teacher business owners I really wanted to help, I somehow curated a group of like the coolest, nicest, most hardworking, honest people on the planet and the group is supportive. They are engaged in the Facebook group, but there's constant posting in there They're fun. They're not afraid to admit when they're struggling. I could not have guessed that this community really would become one of the best parts of the membership without me even trying. So I thank that cohort for that boost. Uh, One problem I did have after that launch was in the offer itself. So the problem was that it was a monthly payment, right? It was $37 a month. Uh, I knew I couldn't keep it $37 a month forever because of the value that it held, but I knew I wanted to start out a little bit lower. But the problem was that I had it at $37 a month and people could cancel whenever. So when you start your membership or your course, you're going to be faced with this tough, tricky part where you have to figure out what is the value and what value are you going to provide for what price and what are going to be the terms around your offer. And I felt fine about the fact that people could cancel any time because I really believed that once people were inside, they would realize how valuable it was um, and that they would stay as long as they needed to in order to get their business to the steady monthly income. And then I believed that once they had the steady monthly income, they would want to stay for the community and the updated trainings, right? And to continue that monthly income. And I knew if they did the work, I could really help them achieve their goals. But a few people did cancel after a couple of months and I had to try really hard not to take that personally. It's really hard. If you think an unsubscribe is hard, try like putting out your, your heart and soul into something and then have somebody cancel after they've purchased it. It is hard. And so I sent them a quick survey to ask about the cancellation. You know, why did they cancel and could I do anything? What could I do? adjust and what were they looking for that I didn't offer. And uh, all of them talked about the fact that they just didn't have the time right now. They thought they would have time to devote and they didn't. So I wanted to be sure that I was getting a certain type of person. I knew there were certain people in the group that I loved working with, the ones who were open to advice, who really loved to try out the ideas, who were willing to talk about the ups and downs the ones who were really committed to achieving those goals no matter what it took. So for the next launch, I decided after a lot of thinking that I was going to implement one really small change to my offer. I kept everything else the same. I added one tiny little stipulation that new members needed to commit to the membership for one year. And I did get emails and messages from people who were worried about that one-year commitment, yes. And I know that's a financial commitment for sure, To make that commitment for a year, but I also knew that if they wanted to truly transform their business, if they wanted to create a business that would bring in a steady monthly income, if they wanted to get off the hamster wheel of content creation and they wanted to stop trying to DIY everything in their online business, that they would commit to themselves for the year. I didn't tell them this, but it's not really a commitment to me. It's not really that I'm worried about you know, the fact that they're going to cancel. I had gotten over that, right? I had gotten over that. I don't take it personally. It's really a commitment to themselves. So if you decided to create your own membership, you can add a commitment to it, to the payment, the monthly payment, or you don't have to. For me, it meant that if they were going to be committed, that they were in it, that they were here for it, that they were not going to give up. And I think that little checkbox next to the checkout that says they're dedicated to this for one year gives them that ability to truly see results. On the other hand, you might miss out on some sales because of that checkbox, having them commit for whatever amount of time you decide. Only you can decide if it's worth it to have them do that. So at this point, thanks to the feedback from the crew, there were lots of other member benefits. There were group challenges, and bonus master classes, updated trainings, and member audits, office hours, a member directory. We have all kinds of uh, all kinds of benefit, member benefits, accountability groups the list goes on. I couldn't even name all of the benefits. We have prizes and snail mail and fun stuff that comes with belonging to a community. One thing that we added on to the membership that I that really has my heart is that we try to donate to a nonprofit or a cause that we as a group really feel strongly about. And uh, that is really something that creates a bond among the crew that I just love, and it's important to me, and it's been something that's really, really cool that's come out of this um, crew. So for the January 2020 launch, the most recent launch, I knew I wanted to have a launch that was more me. I had to get that video series, like throw that out the window. I needed to be way more genuine, so I am most proud of the January 2020 launch. I did another challenge this time, Challenge I like a lot. A challenge uh, can be really simple. You just give your people so a couple steps to take um, to help them tackle some sort of problem that's related to your course or membership. For me, I did the visibility challenge, right? So it was all about getting yourself out there online. And that ended up, that visibility challenge ended up becoming a core part of the THU framework. It is now one of the backbones of the framework. And so I held a webinar at the end of the challenge that I had completely revamped for the new year. And I'm really proud of it. And I ran Facebook ads for the first time during this launch. This launch, we added 54 new members. And so the crew, the group is now so engaged. I can hardly keep up in the group. They're constantly celebrating their wins. They are doing everything from launching blogs to being guests on podcasts, to teaching master classes and Facebook groups, launching their own courses and memberships. We're constantly changing and tweaking those member benefits to meet the needs of the group. And I couldn't be more proud of where this has kind of landed today. So if you are thinking about creating your own course or membership, here are the lessons that I learned this year that I just kind of talked about to sum them up. I hope these will help you. The first one is just jump in. Your content does not need to be complete before you launch it. In fact, it shouldn't be complete before you launch it because you need to be sure your audience actually wants what you have to offer before you go creating the whole thing. Because trust me, it is a commitment. I mean, I'm talking hours and hours and hours and hours of creating content. So you want to get their feedback before you finish the whole thing and then you have to go back and change a bunch of it. So just jump in. It doesn't have to be finished. It doesn't have to be perfect. You just need a core group of people who are willing to try it. The second lesson is you don't need a huge following to launch a digital product. You just have to keep showing up and keep putting yourself out there as a thought leader. If you have valuable ideas to share, your people are going to find you. And it's in that imperfect action, it's in actually talking to your ideal customer that the best changes happen in your business. And the sooner you can start talking with your people, the better because they are going to help you. They are the ones who are going to help you adjust your messaging, adjust your product, make it everything that it could be. The last major lesson is to just trust yourself to make the decisions around your offer that you know are best for your students. I knew that requiring a commitment to the program was a major key to the success of the students, and I really want my students to be successful. So it wasn't an easy decision, and I may have lost some potential students because of it, but I knew it was going to bring in the type of entrepreneur that the crew needed to to be the powerhouse membership that it is today, and I was right about that. So trust yourself to make those kind of decisions. You are the coach. You are the leader. It is your program you can decide um, exactly how you want it to go. So you guys, I hope this behind the scenes look at my one year in membership helped you really think about forming your own course or membership in your niche. Maybe it, it inspired you to take a look at this model of delivering online trainings. If it all feels like too much and you're like launching is crazy and this is crazy and I don't know if I could do this, you don't have to go crazy with involved high ticket courses or memberships. You could also create a mini course or a one-day workshop, something really simple like that, still kind of follows the same format. Go back and listen to the episode. I didn't write this down, so I don't, I didn't plan on saying this, so I don't know which episode it is, but it's the one with Laura, the OT butterfly. She talks about creating a mini course. She's a member of the crew who launched her mini course and is getting ready to launch it again, and it's still the same sort of philosophy behind it, even though it was a mini course. You could also offer something like one-to-one or even group coaching. There's lots of ways to deliver your message to your audience, but whatever you do, just don't wait till it's perfect to get it out there. The true growth happens in the action. Thank you for listening to the Teacher Hustle podcast. I am so appreciating all of you sharing how much you love the podcast over on Instagram, leaving a review. I appreciate that. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you get the new episodes in your podcast player each week. And if you want to join us over at Teacher Hustle University, the doors are open this week, so you can join at www.alissamcdonald.com framework. We would love to have you in the crew where we talk business strategy, we have fun, we support one another and keep each other accountable in creating a lean, passive, profitable business in the online space.